And there's very clear research that having continuous labor support from someone like a doula will improve outcomes. It will shorten your labor, decrease your need for pain medication, increase your chances for a vaginal birth. So doulas improve outcomes. And the other important role that doulas may play is advocacy. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama and 30. I'm Bailey. And I'm Carrie. And the Messy Mom Podcast is all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health and wellness, infertility, mom guilt, and of course, the craziness that comes with raising a family. So if you would like to live on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review as this helps other mamas learn to embrace the messy with us. So get ready for a 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. I actually have a voice this time. You do. And it's a good, it sounds good. Yeah, I'm still slightly congested. Honestly, worst cold I ever had in my life. But hey, it's we're getting there. I feel a lot better. We are so excited about this podcast. It's extremely inform- informative. We had Dr. Nicole Calloway Rankins on again. If you've been listening to us for a while, then you might have heard her podcast. I believe it was in March. Her first podcast with us, I believe, was in March of 2021, right before I had my first son. And here we are again, making full circle moment. Here's my second one. We have her on again. But In that first podcast, we talk a lot about birth preparation and, you know, maybe having a birth plan and what that looks like. So you can go back and we'll put that link in our show notes as well and listen to that. But today we chatted with her about just really preparing for the delivery room and certain questions that we get asked quite a bit that we really feel like someone who sees that all the time should answer. And she just has the best demeanor ever. She's got a great vibe. She's really like empowering and calm and just I just I don't know. Sometimes like, man, I I like my doctor, but I kind of wish you were my doctor. <laughs> and I'm not having kids ever again and I feel like I could be ready with a little bit yeah. more some of her. I'm like, "Oh, I could maybe do this again, but not really." Yeah. So, if you are currently pregnant or you know someone who is pregnant, especially for first-time moms, I think this is a really informative podcast. And I mean, even for myself, like I learned something, I asked some questions that I had, you know, for myself. So you can definitely make sure to check her out. She does have a podcast of her own. She also has a birth preparation course that I took a couple years ago that I know that she updates and we're going to link all of that in the show notes too. So like I always say, sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome back to the Messy Mom Podcast, Dr. Rankins. We're so happy to have you on once again. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to be here. And we, like I said, are so excited to have you. I think we were chatting about this uh, just a little bit ago, but the last time you were on was like two years ago, like March of 2021. And it's like, 
I'm sure you've delivered a lot of babies since then. And I have, I have probably, I don't know, a couple hundred, no, maybe two, two or three hundred. Oh man. <laughs> That's awesome. Lots going on since then. Yeah. Because I, like I said, was pregnant with crew and then I'm pregnant with this one now. So yeah, full circle moment. Here we are. And some of the stuff, you know, that we're going to be chatting about is going to be different. I think last time we really talked about like specifically a birth plan. And this time we have a few different questions um, just about like preparing for the delivery room. So I'm really excited to have you talk about some of these topics. Let's go for it. But before we kind of dive into that topic, for those who uh, haven't met you or haven't heard of you or listened to our last podcast, just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe family, hobbies, interests, whatever you'd want to share. Okay. So... Dr. Nicole Calloway Rankins. I'm a board certified OBGYN. I've been in practice for, I can't believe it, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've helped well over a thousand babies into this world. I say over a thousand, it's probably closer to 2,000 at this point. It's a lot. And love, love, love what I do. I am a mom to two teenage girls. Uh, one just turned 16 and the other is about to turn 14. My husband, Falcon, and I, Falcon, like the bird. We are about to love celebrate, that. We are about to celebrate. See, this is where I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Remember, it's either no 18, 18 years. Oh wow, like, that's great. Years of marriage and hobbies. Y'all, I'm I'm kind of boring. Like I just, you know, I like hanging out with my family. I like reading. I I, I wish I could read more. I wish I had more time to read. Or sometimes just sitting on the couch. I like outside. I also like being outside. And well, you're very I'm busy. With you. So I'm with you. <laughs> Chill downtime is probably hard to come come by. <laughs> well, wait for I went. Where are you located? Yeah, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Virginia. Okay, I knew it was. I just moved to Sarasota, Florida. Okay, I came south. It's it's nice down there in Florida. They say. They say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. So I know it has been since moving from Ohio in the 27 degree weather. Yeah, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit, Carrie. We were on the phone the other day, and she was like, "I was like, it's cold here today." She's like, "It's a little chilly here," and I was like, "Oh, what is it?" She's like, "67." I was like, "Girl, it is 23 yeah. in Indiana. Like, yeah. you can't be saying anymore that it's chilly." I, I know. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> You're. You haven't even been there, what, two weeks and you're already, I'm already, it's already chilly. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I know. Okay, cool. That's what I knew. I was trying to remember where you were physically, but we'll yeah. talk about, we'll talk about all your cool online resources later. Cause I know Bailey's used a bunch of them. Yeah, I have. So I think one of the biggest questions, and I know this could be, this is like a vague question, but I'm hoping you can give our listeners some great places to go. Cause I remember found out I was expecting. And then you just go to like all of the, what to expect when you're expecting books. And like, just the things that people just like, it's like a habit. They just like, you should look for this and you should do that. And I'm like, I even remember reading those books thinking, I don't think I got anything out of that. So what is your advice for someone who is currently expecting? Where would you recommend they start to just educate themselves on their options, the process, just helpful information and resources that you think people just either don't know about or, you know, like the ones I said, what to expect when you're expecting when it's like, yeah. no. Yeah, that's a great question. I think these days so many people turn to social media, which is understandable. And I think that's a great place to start. I would say don't, like, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with the amount of information. So I would say once you find like two or three accounts that you resonate with, just stick with those. 
Don't feel like you have to go to everybody, listen to everything, do all the things, and then find something that matches what works for you. So if you like podcasts, then you can find podcasts. If you like to read books, then maybe what to expect, or maybe there are some other, some people like Emily Oster's books, maybe books would be a, a good thing. So don't feel like it has to be one specific thing that you do. Just find the, the way the information works best for you. If you like videos, then maybe YouTube might be a good place for you to go if you want to watch videos. And in terms of accounts to try, I mean, obviously, I love my own podcast. Oh, of course. <laughs> we do yes, we do too. So feel free yeah, to plug your podcast, your course. You you can say it. We love it. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, I'm very proud of it. I can't believe it's been downloaded over two, two million times at this point. Oh, wow. I believe it. Yeah. They're good. In terms of pregnancy and birth information, but there are other ones out there that people like, like uh, Evidence-Based Birth is a great podcast. Mommy Labor Nurse has a podcast. She's a labor and delivery nurse. Who else has, there's a pregnancy podcast. So there are like three or four podcasts out there that people listen to. And then again, just don't get overwhelmed and feel like you have to do all of the things. Once you find a couple of good resources that you resonate with, just just stick with that. I will say that short form content of TikTok and Instagram is not enough. You, you have to spend a little more time, whether it's listening to a podcast or watching a long form video on YouTube or reading a book. You have to do some more in-depth information or pre- preparation if you want to be ready. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think too, a lot of like first time moms are the ones that are like, oh, like what information, what do I need to do? And it can be super overwhelming. So like your podcast and course were super helpful. And I liked that you were an actual OBGYN and not just like Sally down the road. Well, you know what I mean? It. People, and, and not to say that Sally, Sally may have some experience, but you should know that it's because <laughs> like that's where she's coming from is like, she her has own an, personal yeah, her experience. own personal experience. Uh-huh. Just, when you find sources, know what you're, who you're getting the information from, you know, like the ones that I mentioned myself, Rebecca Decker from Evidence-Based Birth is a nurse with a PhD, a labor and delivery nurse. There's a, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Shannon Clark. She, Babies After 35. She does a lot on Instagram. Oh. So it's, you know, just uh, who's an OBGYN. So just yeah. make sure you know who you're getting it from and reliable sources of information and people who actually have experience, I think is important. Or or they tell you that they don't. You know, you yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you've seen it all, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Listen, you say that, and then tomorrow I'm going to go some to work. Like, <laughs> here we go. I cannot make up some of the stories of things sometimes. So. Oh, man. <laughs> I also love that you said less is more. Mm-hmm. And it is. Like, I feel like, you know, when you're, especially like Bailey said, like first time mom, I remember the first time I'm pregnant, I'm like, give it to me all. I need all the information. It's like, sometimes you know you don't. Like, you just need to go find your who you relate to what you do and like really dig deep versus just find all these like that's a good tip this is a good tip it's like find one and just almost go down the rabbit hole not really but yes yeah, like just exactly. go deep versus like the wide accounts of like all, everyone and anyone exactly. mm-hmm. yeah it'll feel overwhelming yes and if i remember right do you still are you still a laborist like is that what you're yeah. doing yep. can you just explain that really quickly for our yeah. audience so 99% of what I do is labor and birth. So I only work in the hospital. I don't have an office. You can't make an appointment with me. So you end up getting stuck with me, so to speak, <laughs> when you come in, <laughs> when you come into labor and I happen to be the doctor that's on call. 
So this is a model that's becoming more popular, OB hospitalist or laborist, where we only work in the hospital. I do 24-hour shifts at a time, and I take care of whoever is there. And it has pluses and minuses. Some of the pluses are research shows that it actually decreases the C-section rate because it doesn't matter to me if you do, you know, if you give birth at 5 p.m. or 5 a.m. I'm still, I'm going to be there. Like, it's not like I can leave or go home. I'm going to be there in the hospital. So we're very much more so patient with labor because there's no reason to rush things. So it definitely decreases the C-section rate. It also increases safety, decreases adverse events because obstetrics is unpredictable. Sometimes emergencies happen like on the you know, snap of a finger and having an obstetrician in the hospital to deal with those things immediately when they come up makes a difference in outcomes. So it really helps in those two regards. The flip side, of course, is that people haven't met me before they come into the hospital or they may not have met the OB hospitalist. So we have to establish rapport pretty quickly. But I think mm-hmm. with days of practices having on-call doctors, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that much different. Like it's yeah. quite possible based on the practice that you haven't met the doctor before who's going to be there for your birth. So that's not entirely unusual or different. Mm-hmm. Like you, Bailey, right? Didn't that happen? Yeah, I was you? actually going to say, I thought of you because when I had crew, there was an emergency situation where both the doctors that were working who one was my doctor had to be in that situation. And so they had to call a laborist and that's actually who ended up delivering me. And she was very sweet and we developed rapport very quickly, (laughs) (laughs) but she was great. And so I was like, I, cause at that point I had like done your course and I knew that that's what you did. I was like, Oh, I, this is what she does. Like, that's cool. And I think that was a great segue into our next question, especially for first time moms who might, you know, this is their, first experience with an actual OBGYN. What are some red flags to watch out for when it comes to choosing a healthcare provider for your prenatal and postnatal care? Well, that's a great question. So definitely a red flag is if anybody says that you have to do something a certain way, like I only do or I only allow. If anyone says allow, then like Ooh, that's a bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it's like, allow me to do what? I'm a grown ass person. Like, you yeah. So, allow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, allow is, is one where someone says allow. If you feel like your concerns are being dismissed, where they're like, why, you know, that's not something that's important, or, or, or you should just be worried about having a healthy baby. Why are you concerned about, you know, what's in the delivery room or things like that? If they're dismissing, some of your wishes or concerns, also a red flag. If you feel rushed, like your like your questions aren't being answered, like you like they're annoyed, for instance. Mm-hmm. So a red flag. J- just also, if you have a gut feeling that something doesn't feel right, please listen to that. I have never seen anyone regret changing to a new doctor when they had that gut feeling, like this isn't right. I feel rushed. I don't feel good. This isn't the right fit do listen to that gut feeling that something is trying to get your attention there. So really, you just want someone who listens to you, who respects you, who appreciates your autonomy, who appreciates your expertise on you. So I say I've been doing this for a long time. I've obviously been a part of, a part of you know hundreds and hundreds of births, but I am not an expert on you. You are an expert on you. And I have to listen to that expertise that you bring about yourself and what's important to you and what you're feeling in your body. And you need someone who really appreciates that and respects that 
and takes that into account because it matters. Mm -hmm. I love that. So on that, speaking of delivery room and like opinions, and I've heard great stories and I've heard some other stories. Do you recommend at least women checking into a doula for birth? thousand percent. Yes. Like without question. So a doula is, I think most of us know these days what a doula does, that they provide Mm -hmm. pulling emotional support during labor and birth. And before I was a a hospitalist, I was actually in academics. I thought I was going to do academics as a career and then Mm -hmm. shift. But as part of that, I did a research fellowship where I learned how to do research for, you know, for two years. So I'm really about looking at the evidence for things. And there's very clear research that having continuous labor support from someone like a doula will improve outcomes. It will shorten your labor, decrease your need for pain medication, increase your chances for a vaginal birth. So doulas improve outcomes. And the other important role that doulas may play is advocacy in our system. We know women are given birth in a system that can too often try and take away power from women over what happens in their own bodies. For some, it can be racist or for others who are from uh, marginalized groups. And a doula can help advocate for you. Now, I want to say that with a caveat or asterisk that not not all doulas feel comfortable doing advocacy, which Mm -hmm. is understandable. Yeah. Like that may not be part of what they're comfortable doing. They want to stick with the physical and emotional support, which is totally fine. So just if you're looking for a doula who's also going to be able to like speak up and be an advocate, then just ask those questions specifically when you're interviewing so you know what you're getting into. And then if your doula doesn't want to be an advocate, then somebody better be because because you need one. You need one. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. One of the biggest questions we get is what protein powder do you recommend? While there are many out there, not all are created equal. We always look for ones that are third-party tested, have no artificial ingredients, and have at least 20 grams or more of high-quality protein. Carrie and I have both been using Just Ingredients, which checks off all those boxes. I'm currently 27 weeks pregnant and have been using it for my entire pregnancy. I love that it contains collagen for extra glycine, which is needed during pregnancy and is overall pregnancy safe. And not only have I been using it daily, but I've been giving it to my kids as an after-school snack. So we are happy to be partnering with Just Ingredients to give you 10% off your order. All you have to do is enter code FITMAMA, that's F-I-T-M-A-M-A at checkout. You can also click the link in our show notes to check the code out there. So this is kind of the about the red flags type situation and I guess a doula, but kind of an odd question I would say. For someone who might be a little more shy or kind of afraid to speak up for themselves, like how do you break up with your doctor (laughs) to go find a new one? Like that's actually not an odd question. Okay. Sometimes, especially women, we're sort of socialized to feel like, oh my gosh, like we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Like ruffle feathers and things like that. I don't want to be dismissive of anyone's concerns, but let me tell you what, your doctor has. Fifty hundred other patients to yeah. see. They they won't. They don't care. They won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know. I was going to say yeah, they, they might be like, I don't know. Yeah, they won't. They won't. They won't notice. Or if they do, you know, and you just they if someone calls and it's like I just went with a different direction, then most of the time they just keep moving right along. So don't feel okay. like it has to be anything dramatic or you have to even explain anything. You don't. Yeah. If you, 
Just make a new appointment with me. Be like, my insurance changed. I mean, you can, <laughs> like you can, yeah, exactly. Whatever, if, you, if that makes you feel better, so we're not, we're not going to be upset by it. Okay. Yeah. Just something I was thinking about. Oh, like, that's a good question. Do you, or maybe from your experience and what you see when you, because you're in hospitals all day long, do you feel like OBs are pretty receptive and open to having a doula in the room these days? It re- See, this is the thing. It depends on the culture of the hospital, the culture mm-hmm. of the practice. You can have two practices or two hospitals that are right down the street from each other. One will hate doulas and one will love doulas. So it really, you really have, that's why you have to do your research and ask questions. There are great hospitals, great doctors out there. You need to ask these questions during the prenatal period to get a feel for how things are. Where I work, doulas are very welcomed. Doulas are actually rather influential in terms of where people go for prenatal care. But um, in other hospitals, it is not going to be that way. I think more and more we're learning that we should be because like I said, research supports it. And I think people are starting to come around, but it really is dependent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Good to know. So in our next question, it's kind of more about the actual labor. And in this case, it would be vaginal labor. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier, if a doctor says like, I won't allow this or allow that, something that I've seen a lot through social media and just kind of this dialogue is pushing like positions and how some doctors like will only let you push on your back. And, you know, some people want to like push on their side or, you know, on all fours, if they're able, that type of thing. Do you find that like, can you, can you push another in other positions? Because at my hospital that I delivered at last time, it was very much like your back and that's it. And I I probably would have maybe preferred another position, but I didn't speak up for myself in that situation. Hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's it's challenging. That's one of the, you know, side note things that I wish I could like clone all of us into like the best doctor and we all go everywhere. You can educate and then you get into the instance and sometimes it's hard to really speak up for the things that are right. But to get back Mm -hmm. to your question, Absolutely. You should be able to push in different positions because different positions may work in order for you to get your baby out. Like you have, we, we should be able to support that. The problem, the the reason most doctors do that is because they haven't been taught how to do anything else. Mm -hmm. Midwives are, they will get babies that are, you know, they're underneath, they'll do whatever because they're They're standing up and catching are getting comfortable with that, but it's really a, a comfort level. We don't know how to manage things or we get paranoid like, oh, I don't know what to do if she's on her hands and knees. And then what if there's a shoulder dystocia? Yeah. It's like, you just, we flip over <laughs> or if we need to, you know, we, you, we have to get that comfort level with that, but we should absolutely support pushing on your side, pushing on your hands and knees. Sometimes I do see people say, well, I'm not going to push on my back or you know, I refuse. And I don't, I want, what's better is to be open to, to everything. Uh-huh. So All options. Back and they do great. They mm-hmm. find that that works best. So be open to pushing on your back, squatting, hands and knees on your side. All of those with an epidural even are possible. Oh. So, so absolutely we should be supporting those. And I should also say that oftentimes you can find the nurse, the nurse will be willing to uh, help Advocate you. Advocate for you. 
while you're pushing and pushing in different positions, she can can help you. Sometimes it may be that at the very end, the doctor may still ask you to roll, you know, to your back as the baby's coming, but you can do a lot of the pushing part in different positions. Okay. You know, I have a like great example of the yeah. nurse stepping uh-huh. in and this was, so this is with my first child. So that would be nine years ago, which I think, I think in nine years, a lot's changed anyway with like what people are open to, you know, but, um, this happened, my son who he was, yes, he, I think his heart rate was through the roof. We found out later that the cord was around his neck causing all this, but like, so they, they needed the baby out. They were like giving me like, Hey, you're going to have to push him out there. We, we need you to dilate or, you know, give me all these things. They're like, but I've had my epidural. And I had a nurse who she's like, I have had six natural births or, you know, you know, unmedicated, not natural, unmedicated births. She goes, I don't care what you are. She's like, she goes, if you move, she goes, I think if we move positions, you know, things will start to move. Like we can progress this. And like, but, and you could tell that the doctor was like, no, we need to do this. And she's like, I think we should try it. Is there any reason why we can't try it? I was like, right. I go with her. <laughs> I, I like, I like what you're saying and I'm up for this. Yeah. But it was, she was very much like, I don't know if you want to try something, let's try this. It was great. Exactly. Yep. It can make a huge difference. Yeah. And also like talking about pushing positions, like the way you breathe. I remember when I was delivering my son, I really, I wanted to do like the core that we always talk about, Carrie, like the core breathing and pushing, like the open glottis pushing. And when I tried to, they were like, no, 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 hold your breath. Like, and do the purple pushing. And and it was very much, and I can be sometimes someone who's a little like, okay, <laughs> like a little more timid and listen. And I, I kind of wish I would have like held my ground a little bit more at that just because I am very like, mm-hmm. we, we talk about that with all of our clients and here I am like holding my breath when I'm, I felt very like kind of hypocritical in that sense. So I don't know, like, do you think that's because I wasn't maybe it wasn't progressing or they just prefer like they didn't they didn't know that i had like really practiced that and that's what i wanted to do i never said to them this is what i want to do so do you think i should just be more vocal about that this yeah. next time around definitely definitely okay it's a, it's a total cultural thing where it just gets ingrained in us that you're supposed to hold your breath we're supposed to be counting to whatever number we feel like we yeah. want to count to and it's like none of that. There have been studies that show that if you just let the person who's actually pushing the baby out push the way that they feel like is working for them, then the baby will come out. Yeah. So certainly we offer people guidance and we say, you know, let's try this. And if that, if, okay, let's try that. If that doesn't work, well, let's try something different. Okay. Uh, do you want some coaching? Maybe let's try counting. Maybe let, we have to try different things until we figure out what works. But we're, we can often very much be like, okay, you're supposed to hold your breath, count to 10, do it three times for every contraction. And we get so stuck in that without realizing that that, that actually is not based on science. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you think it's a time thing too? Like, like you said, do you think like everyone's so like, I love like that's, I, I, why it's great that you, like you said, you don't feel like you're, you're like, I'm here. Right. <laughs> let's, let's do this. You want to try this? Like, I wonder, is that, do you think it's sometimes like a time thing too? Like, like you're not like, let's, let's, let's try it this way because I got, you know, like, not I got things to do, but kind it's of cool like, no, it yeah. is. yes, yeah. No, it is. Sometimes they might be, the, our, our system has some flaws in the way that it's set up. Maybe your doctor's coming from the office and they have to go back to get to see, you know, an afternoon full of patients. 
So yes, unfortunately they may be like, can we get things going because I have something to do, but that's a, that's, that's not appropriate. And it's not that your doctor is being mean or, or, you know, trying to like intentionally rush things. We're all stuck in this system that doesn't center the actual person who's giving birth. It centers like all the things, the schedule, the this to that and the other, instead of like the person who's actually giving birth. So to answer your question, yes, unfortunately, there's sometimes like a time thing. Same thing for like, oh, can we just break your water so we can just hurry up and speed things along kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, now that we've talked through all these great things, (laughs) and this is, I'm excited about this because I know Bailey has personally used your courses and found them so helpful. So Mm -hmm. If you don't mind, if why don't you tell us just a little bit where, like about, I know you have a birth prep course. Just give us a little bit. Go ahead. Give us, give it all to us. Let us, right, right. Let us know about your resources because we love them. We love your podcast. So we are believers. We would love for you to share the resources Thank you can provide. Thank you. So my podcast is called All About Pregnancy and Birth. It's at, We're in 200 something episodes now. Tons of great free information there. And now my birth plan class is free. I've gone back and forth free, but now it's it's free. You can watch it whenever you want. I mean, that's a great place to start to, to for some questions to ask for making a birth plan that's actually going to work. Because if you just hand that piece of paper to somebody at the hospital and they're like, okay, whatever. So mm-hmm. you, you need to have that discussion beforehand. So there's a birth plan class. And then my Signature program is my childbirth education class, the birth preparation course, which is all online. You can go through it. It covers everything from like your mindset to what happens in those first couple weeks, few weeks postpartum. So, oh, and I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. But my my favorite thing is my podcast in terms of longer resources. So social media, I'm starting to have a little fight with social media. I think it's it's we feel I think everyone. Oh man, I too. You know, so it's not like. It, it has its uses, but I'm having to back away from it because it's not the healthiest place to to be. To center yourself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So my website is drnicolerankins.com and you can find everything there. I love that. Yeah, your podcast is great. It's so informative, especially for people that might not be able to like purchase, you know, a lot of the classes that you see out there courses. I just thought it was really, really helpful. And you talk about a wide variety variety of different topics. Which is going to be helpful for everyone. Yeah. And then, of course, I also did the course as well, which I loved because during that time, it was still like I was having to do virtual anyway because we were coming right out of like the COVID kind of season. So I was like, well, I think I'd rather we had had you on. And it was just, it was super great, like to be able to go through each step and each what are, what can you expect in the first hour. And that was just helpful to know like what was going to be happening and what they were going to do. And also, I really liked it for the postpartum aspect and like warning signs to look out for because I th- I actually ended up getting COVID like a week after I gave birth to crew. And I thought I might have had like some type of infection going on or something. And I was like looking at the warning signs and it was just really helpful. And I know that you're constantly updating it too, probably multiple times since I've used it. Well. You and I, I didn't pay her to say that, y'all. No, no, no she didn't. No, this is yeah, this is this is fully my experience. No, that's what we do. That's why we brought you back on. I did. Yeah. It's true. Like, you know, you find like the good resources and the good contacts in our 
industry and what we do. And when you find a good resource, it is. It's like one of those like you got there's a lot of not good ones. So yeah, yeah. And like you said, I feel like the social media thing, there's been so much. Bailey and I've had this conversation, I feel like more recently than anything, where it's like just the the information that you see, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, and yeah. you know, and it's they got a big name behind it, but I'm like, there's you have no business it's, saying that at all. So, <laughs> so I yeah, hear, I hear you. What are you going to do? And I really think like the more that you know going into, like, as you said, birth is not always you can't go as planned yeah, ever un- really completely unpredictable yeah any it's do- unpredictable any, do- any doctor who says oh we can just induce your labor and it, they can't control they they can't actually <laughs> guarantee that or yeah. control that like it's completely unpredictable the thing that you can absolutely control is how prepared you come into the process and i can tell you when people are not satisfied with their birth experience it's most often because they weren't prepared for the possibility that things could go different ways. And people will still feel, they may not feel like perfect, but they feel good about their birth as long as they were like had a decision-making process and they understood the things that were happening. And even though it may not go exactly as planned, they felt ready to deal with that. So you can absolutely control how prepared you are for your birth. And I want to say like, it doesn't have to be I don't want anybody feeling like they got to, you know, feel like they're back in school and taking like, you know, 18 credits or whatever, trying to get ready for this. It's not that overwhelming. It doesn't have to be. Just listen while you're in the car, listen while you're cooking dinner, you know, throw some AirPods in or whatever, or go on a walk and listen to a podcast. It doesn't have to be an overwhelming a lot in order to get you really prepared. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know. Thank you so much for coming on again. Yes, thank you. Hopefully, I feel like when I get excited, I start like. Oh, I love it. Me. That's that's me. I I can go on a tangent very easily if I get excited about a topic. But you, I don't feel like you did that at all. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt like this was really good and informative, and just had some questions that we get a lot, you know, from other moms. And obviously, we're not OBGYNs. We don't deliver babies, so we like to have people that know what they're really talking about, uh, come on and discuss this. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank oh, you for having me. I always learn a lot. I know this is great. It's always great timing too. Both have been really great timing for Bailey. Yeah, they really have. Yeah. <laughs> like this time around, it's like, I'm going to tell them exactly like what I hope to happen, you know, given that I can. Yeah. I'm just going to be more vocal and just things that you learn the second time around, I think. Yeah. because. I didn't want to be like, well, I'm a pre and postnatal, you know, exercise specialist and I focus on core breathing. That's what I wanted to do. I think I wanted to be a little more like low key, you know, and this time I'm going to be like, no, this is what I want to do and just really hone in on my myself and what right. I would like to do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't no. wait to hear how it goes. Yeah. I <laughs> and I just said, I really, I appreciate you because I think you, you really, imp- I feel like I'm not even getting, I'm not pregnant or getting birth, birth ever again, but like, I feel very empowered after, after re- like listening to your podcast or just speaking to you where I think like, I think you do. I think I, this is, I'm not speaking for you, Bailey, but I feel like you do too. Now it's like, you know what, just like with the information you've given and like how you talk, it's like, no, I can go in the hospital and I can have a say. Yeah. And what I want to do, like, you feel like, I don't know, you just, you have this, like, yeah, like, I feel like you do. I want to, we all have to, we all mm-hmm. have to, how to come into our power. And I'll even say it's not easy. Like, even for me, like speaking up in this space and like 
talking about the bad things that we do in our specialty, it was like, you know, can I like, I'm like whispering in the corner, like, am I going to, somebody going to say I'm, you know, a traitor or whatever. And we all have to work and flex our power muscles and realize that we have that, that power and we, we have a voice and with practice, you can absolutely use it. I appreciate that. I do too. And I'm also going to echo, like, I'm also never having children again. You sound, <laughs> you sound very like, I'm not, we're not like, convinced. They're good. And we're the same. I'm, we're the same. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm too old to be having. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Uh, they're seven and nine. They're just in a good stage. You know, they can like make themselves breakfast and it's just good. We're in a good groove. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is that like? Not yet, Bay. Not yet. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. I'll, we'll be sure to link your profile too so that people can reach out if they have questions. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. All right. Till next time. Bye, mamas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You can find us on Instagram at fitmomin30. That's F-I-T-M-A-M-A-I-N-3-0. And let us know what you liked about this episode. We love hearing your feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show on our website, www.fitmamain30.com, along with our programs for prenatal, postnatal, and beyond. Until next time, bye mamas. Bye.